Welcome to a special edition of Heads or Tails, where we figure out if it's a headwind or a tailwind. I did not bring a coin. We live in a cashless society, folks. We're going to instead bring our expert here with our research team, Mr. Michael Rudolph, talking about uh, especially some of this, not only GDP growth, but predicting what we're looking at. Tell us, headwind, tailwind, heads or tails, what are we looking at? So this might be one of the first positive additions of this uh, little segment here for, you know, uh, the history of the segment. Uh, we just had the advance estimate of the second quarter's, um, you know, April through June uh, gross domestic product. And we saw some pretty good news. But this headline number, there's a lot to unpack there. So we saw 2.6% year-over-year growth in GDP. That's 2.4% on an annualized basis. And that just makes us clear of a recession so far, right? Because a recession is technically you know, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. However, that does not automatically translate to a um, tailwind for freight markets specifically. A lot of this GDP growth was um, directed or driven by uh, business investments, not really consumer spending on goods or durable goods especially. It was kind of weak compared to the first quarter. So we are seeing you know, businesses invest in equipment and structures and that is juicing the GDP a little bit higher for the meantime. Of course, that's good news for flatbeds, you know, anybody involved with those construction projects. But I do think a lot of this growth, you know, or at least a significant degree of it, is being boosted by federal policies. We have the CHIPS Act, uh, bringing back, you know, uh, semiconductor manufacturing to America. We have the Inflation Reduction Act. We have the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. You know, a lot of stuff is encouraging people to build and buy uh, in this, um, you know, country. The flip side is interest rates are very high. So if you can't afford your equipment outright, you need to finance it. And why would you want to finance it when interest rates are at their highest in, what, 22 years? That's a, it's a pretty big question that remains to be answered. I think you brought up a great point. Uh, we're seeing a lot, the CHIPS Act, we're seeing infrastructure. Right now, GDP is being, it's almost like we're playing by Chinese rules. Just build a few a condos somewhere, build some roads. We got all the steel, whatever. That's what it reminds me of because a freight recession, and this is something I think that people confuse themselves. You have a 50, heads or tails, 50-50 chance that your freight recession is a real one. So we're flipping it and it turns out at least for now, in spite of the consumer's best efforts to crash the economy by not buying things, dang it, uh, the movement of cons business and industrialization, that's going to be moving this forward. What are your thoughts now moving towards the second half of the year? There's some talks about student loan debt being resumed. We're going to have decreased consumer spending. Will we still be building enough plants to offset in roads and bridges that we should have fixed a while ago? Will that still keep that number up or will we see GDP get closer to maybe a 1% as we get towards the holidays? You'd have to ask a real economist for that one, Thomas. <laughs> but I am glad you made the uh, comparison with China so I didn't have to because I do think a lot of this is kind of a, kind of a ghost town trick, you know. Um, but, you know, the experts, at least uh, from what I can gather, are, you know, pretty optimistic that the Fed will achieve the soft landing that they've been, you know, it seems like such a long shot a, a year ago, right? Um, you know, we might have a mild recession beginning in the fourth quarter or the first half of next year, but it's probably going to be less painful than like the most uh, bearish bears, you know, feared initially. We're going to take a look at maritime imports really quickly here because this is just an indicator of future demand at the ports, right? Volumes uh, on the ocean. And it's looking, I would say, pretty good. I mean, these are volumes almost up into the end of the month, uh, into August. And 
you know, it's steady, right? It's not particularly exciting or sexy, but, it, you know, it's steady. That should keep volumes coming to the ports. Of course, you know, you see uh, the green line there is 2020 is just renegade growth, uh, which caused the whole congestion crisis to begin with. And then that orange line is 2021, right? It actually did see a decline from its early uh, peak in June all the way to kind of mid-August right there. So the fact we're seeing kind of some you know, crab-like upward growth, just, you know, gaining momentum bit by bit is pretty positive. I mean, is it going to be the peak season that everybody wants it to be? No, and certainly not for truckers. I don't think there's going to be enough freight there to satisfy the, you know, excess of capacity we have in uh, the country's markets right now. And we saw that with OTVI. It's great to look at import levels as well as tender volumes because it's kind of a one-to-one. Comes in through California, gets processed through some Kafka-esque thing involving trucks. I don't know what that is, but... You know, this is a fascinating graph to bring up because one thing I think that Tony had alluded to and you're bringing up as well is that there is a very real potential that because of destocking issues, because of uncertainty, that some of these folks are going to bring it in early because I'd rather bring it in early now than potentially deal with this uncertainty later when either consumers spend more or we just kind of falls off a cliff and then there's issues because now the container ships are putting less ships out there and some are going out of business because they order too many ships. And that's a whole other story we can dig into is uh, the motion in the ocean, so to speak. Right. It seems like a good strategy for the the short term, at least. This last chart I want to talk about very briefly because it is puzzling to me and I want to see if you have any thoughts on it. So we look at 1992 uh, all the way to the present day. Now we're looking at capital goods, right? These are the things you have to spend money to make money. Businesses spend money on capital goods. Uh, for a bakery, it would be an oven, you know, for a grocery store, it would be a refrigeration unit. We're excluding defense spending because the government's on its own timeline. And we're excluding aircraft because it's on a wonky timeline too. So we see this kind of pattern uh, in the first two cycles here, growth until the dot-com bubble burst, right, 9-11, and then just immediate crash, right? Growth until the 2007-2008 you know, financial crisis, and then immediate crash. And then just kind of sideways movement. So we're at uh, a high right now, but don't be fooled. This peak in uh, July of 2018 if you adjust for inflation, it's higher than we are where we are currently. So that is a puzzle for you to chew on while we uh, go to the next segment. But we'll definitely see, especially the inflation question. Where's the money going? Is it going to be a bridge or are we making more businesses? Well, you're just going to have to wait until our next edition of Heads or Tails. That's it for this one, Michael. Thank you so much. As always, a lot of stuff to look at, a lot of stuff to unpack. Christmas came early. We're going to go to a break, though. We'll be right back with more content. <laughs> 